0: Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, everybody. It is Eric J. Olson here. We have a live episode of the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview America's top managing partners to find out how they fill their pipeline, how they get new clients, and how they keep growing their law firms. So today, we have Cheryl Kelly from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey,
1: Cheryl. Hello. Good morning. How are you?
0: Excellent. Well, let me tell the audience a little bit about you, and then I can get into the question. So, uh, Cheryl Kelly is the owner of C. Kelly Law, which focuses in personal injury and family law. After being a paralegal for a decade, she attended and graduated from the University of Georgia, a school of law. She later relocated to Atlanta, eventually started her own law firm in 2018. Did I, did I get all that right? I think that's right. Yeah, Neither,
1: yeah. I, know, yeah I know
0: Mason was in there because we talked about that too. Oh yeah, before, to law school.
1: before university of Georgia, but yeah.
0: All right. Well, welcome to the show. How you doing?
1: Hey, I'm great. How about yourself, Eric?
0: Very good. Very good. Well, tell us a little bit more about you and your law firm
1: uh well i am a personal injury and family law attorney here in atlanta georgia i started off primarily in family law but because i had a you know 10 year basically background in personal injury and medical malpractice i went ahead and added um personal injury to my practice and i'm now sort of phasing more um, more into personal injury and out of family law our firm's been around since 2018 we have grown exponentially every single year since we started and um I really uh, attribute that to the, the, the great supportive uh, Atlanta community.
0: That's awesome. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that transition. So like what, okay so you had a background in personal injury and then and then you started your firm as family practice right and then and then you you're now transitioning back to personal injury how did those changes occur in the practice areas
1: so i I always wanted to do family law while i was in law school and really mostly because uh you know i had talked to other attorneys while i was interning in various places and they're like you need to make sure you know practice areas that are never going anywhere People are always going to be divorcing. They're always going to be fighting over their kids or whatever it may be. So I decided to go ahead and at least learn those skills. And um, I got, I wouldn't say burnt out, but I can tell you it is very, very emotional. You know, family law is very emotional. So I wanted to add something that wasn't quite as emotional, but still very helpful to the community. And so I was adding personal injury back to our practice areas. And thus far, uh, we've been doing, doing very well.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, You know, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. What is it like when you're working with someone who's either, you know, going through a divorce, or you know, have some sort of family issues, or, or they have been injured, and you know, they what is that uh, emotional toll like? What's it like dealing with these kinds of clients? And and do do you have any like suggestions for other managing partners who have to kind of deal with the same emotions?
1: Well, first of all, I would I know some people are very gung ho. They're like, oh, we love family law, and I think that's great. And I think that family law needs those types of attorneys and but also don't you know if if you do find yourself Feeling too involved, too emotionally overwhelmed by certain aspects of your cases. It's nothing wrong with adding other practice areas that can kind of supplement um, what you're doing in family law so that you can, you know, recharge almost. Like, I I don't think I'll ever completely, you know, get away from family law because I'm always getting referrals for it. You know, some cases I'll talk to people just randomly and say, oh my gosh, I really think you need some help in this area. And then I'm now, boom, I'm your lawyer, (laughs) you know. So, you so I think that you know, I may not ever get away from it, but I always want to have you know the option to sort of take a step back, recharge you know my my battery in that way. So that's really what I would say. Just keep an open mind to having other practice areas, uh, developing your skill set in other areas that may be of interest to you.
0: Gotcha, that's great, great advice. So you said that you've been growing, which is fantastic. Congratulations on that. Thanks. I'm guessing that a lot of that uh, has come from referrals. A lot of uh, the managing partners that come on here say that referrals are a great source. And I completely agree in any business, word of mouth, referrals is the best, but it's also somewhat passive. You're waiting for it to happen. Uh, What are some different ways that you've actively gone out to get new clients?
1: So I do a lot of social media promotions. I I take advantage of social media because it's kind of a free platform for you. We try to get as many, you know, followers to our page as possible, because then, you know, we can be that sort of top of mind, you know, attorney. And even if they're not calling me about a case that I can handle, at least I'm like the go-to attorney for them to say, Hey, well, what can I, you know, is there an attorney that can help me with this particular situation? And then now, you know, everything's kind of funneling through me. So I think making sure that your social media is not designed just to talk about yourself and you're giving a lot of helpful information sort of just for Free to people, things that you know, a lot of one marketer. Um, I watched a couple of webinars of his, and he basically said, I can give you all, I can give you the game plan from A to Z, and you're not going to implement it. So, so you know, so the fact that you know, all I'm just showing you is I know what I'm doing, and you're probably not going to do it, so you're going to probably hire me to do it. And so that was kind of uh, the same concept that I you know think now, like I can walk you through. I have a whole free, uncontested divorce guide a lot of people are not going to do that because they they just don't want to, they don't have the time, you know, they'd rather pay somebody, a professional, which they should to do their case for them. So that's kind of my thought process there.
0: That That's really cool. It's, you know, social, I, I agree with you. Obviously, <laughs> digital marketing agency, Right. I agree that social media is a very strong way to attract people to you, but it also takes a lot of effort oh, yeah. and you have to have a strategy behind that. What, what is kind of your strategy? So, you know, you mentioned like, to kind of like uh, put into my own words, what I, what I heard you say, you don't just post about just the law firm and like straight up like law issues. You're probably going beyond that a little bit.
1: Yeah, we do some sort of you know, polls about things that are related to the law. I mean, we have a lot of like these high profile divorces where, you know, someone has to pay somebody hundreds of thousands for spousal support. And so we ask our, you know, our uh, our followers, like, what do you think about this? And then we'll give them like the legal perspective on on right. certain things. We do, you know, we, of course we brag when we have a really great settlement in a car accident because in, in those Marketing strategies have to be a little bit different, Uh, family law and personal injury, because people want to know how much money you're going to win them at the the end of the day. So I do that. But I also give them advice. You know, even if you don't want to hire an attorney, here's the things I think you should be doing just in case down the line you decide you want to pursue some type of claim. So I think that just giving them free sort of resources and letting them know that you are sort of the authority on this thing and they can come to you whenever they're ready is, is, to me, it's been helpful. And I get a lot of clients who actually I've gotten some from social media who had finished with treatment, done their whole case, and all they needed me to do was send out the demand letter. And now I'm getting like $40,000 from this case that the client <laughs> already did because they watched me for three months. Or whatever on social
0: media. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, you, you've implemented a lot of different techniques uh, from marketing books and mm-hmm. others that I follow. So, there's a book called They Ask You Answer, mm-hmm. uh, which is all about any question that your uh, potential clients have, you answer it in video, social media, in writing. Gary Vaynerchuk, was he the marketer you were referring to before?
1: No, it was actually. I think it was a a guy named Andrew Stickle. He does like attorney legal marketing. Some of his, you know, methods seem to be pretty helpful. They've been pretty helpful
0: for me. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, a lot of the similar concepts like give, give, give. Yeah. And, and then at some point you'll ask, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Get I mean, up, yeah. even sometimes that even leads to referrals. So, you know, it's not just people find you on the internet and now they hire you, but I get, you know, I follow a lot of professionals too and, you know, realtors around the area or chiropractors or whatever. And I'll, you know, say, hey, girl, you know, love your shoes or whatever, you know, comment yeah. on their stuff. And now they're like, oh, my aunt got in a car accident, you know, or my yeah. cousin needs a divorce. And so now, I still consider it a referral but you know it came by way I've never met these people in real life you know
0: yeah yeah it's uh networking at scale which is yeah. great
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so so it, it it's that that seems to be working. You have you have growth behind you. What what are what are your growth plans though for I say the next two to five years? Do you want to continue to grow?
1: Uh, absolutely. I definitely want to continue to grow. Probably will add at least maybe two more attorneys to the staff. We're going to you know definitely uh, scale up our marketing budget. You know just you commensurate with what we have have earned this year. And so hopefully that will you know cause us to have another uh, really good year next year. So we're That's
0: already you know, crushing goals this year. So good for you. And I saw on your Instagram stories, that you are hiring a full-time paralegal, so really yes, we are.
1: Anybody in the Atlanta area that is experienced in family law and personal injury, we are seeking a full-time paralegal.
0: Excellent. All right, let's let's talk about some tools that you use in your practice. How do you use tools to manage your pipeline? What are those tools?
1: So I use my case as a case management system. They have uh, what I really appreciate about my case is that they have sort of implemented a lot of um, suggestions. Like if I, if people even email them or send them suggestions, they will start to, you know, beta test things and, you know, start to upgrade the software very quickly. And because of that, we, I have seen so many new features, like a much more robust CRM lead management pipeline situation. And that has helped a lot because I don't have to, you know, toggle from one app to the next app. I can, you know, accept payments on my case, communicate with the clients in various ways. So I can Text them directly from the the software. I can or I can you know make sure I send them messages via portal. Calendars can be connected between Google and my case. So I'm such a cheerleader for my case. They that has been a really good case management system for me. I know a lot of people really like Clio and um, some other ones, but uh, and I think File Vine has been one that I've been hearing a lot. Mm but I really, really like my case. One app that I plan on implementing in my business, which I haven't yet, but I love the features is um, Zapier. Oh yeah. Uh, Like the idea that I can connect all these apps and not have to, you know, if I collect lead name information and all that, it can go straight to Zapier and then go to all of my, you know, follow up marketing apps. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah, we are in the process of implementing
0: that now. I am a huge fan of Zapier. Mm -hmm. This whole agency runs on Zapier. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, at this morning's meeting uh, with my team, I was showing someone the zap that we have every time someone books to be a guest on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And we have something like 35 steps. And that's just how much linking we're doing, right? So, um, you know, that manually your oh emails and then all the tasks and we have to create the image for the podcast we have to schedule it in the software all the things that you try to remember to do we can put yeah. those all in tasks all the follow-up everything so yeah. uh, super great tool highly recommend it we're on a pretty high plan now because we just keep adding more and more yeah. and more yeah. and um it's it's amazing it's just you won't forget once you automate so
1: absolutely absolutely
0: Good yeah. call. Awesome. So speaking of things like follow up and whatnot, uh, when you get a a lead, right? When when a potential client comes to you and um, and they express interest in maybe working with you, not not every one of those is going to lead to a client and a case. My guess is that you have to somehow nurture them along. Some of them are just like, well, let me think about it, and then if you don't follow up and nurture, you may never hear from them again. What do you do to kind of nurture those clients along?
1: So I personally call them, call them back. Like uh, after a consultation, if I have like sort of a a holding pattern, like if they didn't sign the agreement or they didn't make a payment or whatever it was right in the consultation, then I'll I'll follow up in about a week. I try not to be too pushy. Um, I know, you know, I've talked to some business coaches and, you know, marketing experts and they're like, no, you know, ask them why they don't want to make a decision today, like make them feel bad about it. And honestly, I get so much return business that I don't have, I don't have, a problem with just saying hey look i'm here for you when you need me like i understand this is a situation where you really want to think about this and i'm a proponent of healthy families and healthy marriages and all that so i understand if you don't want to hire a lawyer and go down that path right now but i'm gonna go ahead and like send you some resources um i have this free guide just you know things you may want to talk about with your spouse um before you come back to see me you know and i'll leave i'll leave their contract open for a little while and then i I'll like send them a letter to let them know, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and you know cancel the contract until yep. you're ready. So that kind of thing. Just I think I follow up in like a personal, compassionate kind of way. Like I'll review the notes like, well, you know, we did talk about this. So you may want to address it quicker, you know, sooner than later. But up to you, you know. So, yeah, that's typically how I follow up on family law cases. Um, personal injury, that's more of an aggressive kind of uh, follow up. You have to, you know, get their trust very quickly. And I do a lot of that personally as well. I do uh, plan on sort of training someone who, I guess, um, you know, like a salesperson to help me out with that. Um, But in Georgia, you know, most of the time that type of communication has to be directly with an attorney. So I want to, you know, kind of see what where the ethical lines kind of are on that as far as getting salespeople to like get people in the door. So
0: Gotcha. No, I think that's a, a great concept, uh, at least just getting some sort of sales training, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have a dedicated salesperson, if you and, and others in your company can start to learn the language of sales, And yeah. uh, I, I would imagine that would have a big, big impact. So Definitely. All great thoughts. I've really appreciated the conversation. If someone wants to reach out and ask you a question, or maybe they have a referral for you, What's a good way for them to get in touch with you?
1: So they can call our office. Uh, we have a local number, which is 678-831-5100, and we have a 1-800 number, which is 844-I-WIN, the number four, GA. Um, also visit our website at win4GA, the number so win4GA.com, and uh, shoot us a message, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can.
0: Okay, all right, fantastic, thanks so much. And for anyone who's listening, if you would like more awesome episodes like this, check check out the full lineup at ArrayLaw.com slash podcast. And if you would like to crush your marketing like Cheryl is with her law firm, and you need a little bit of help, reach out to us at ArrayLaw.com and we will help you fill your pipeline. All right, Cheryl, thanks so much.
1: Thank you, have a good one.